0: hey everybody welcome back to the big mark podcast this is your host big mark if it's your first time watching welcome if not welcome back like I always say, if you ever wanted to reach out to the podcast for any reason, let us know. If you have any ideas, if you want to let us ha- know how you feel, hit us up on our DMs or on our Instagram at Big Mark Podcast or at The Big Mark Pod. Uh, if you ever want to donate to the podcast, you can check out our Patreon, slash so The Big Mark Pod. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, please hit the like and subscribe button. So and the the bell for the notifications, so you know when our next video drops. And if you ever wanted to give us a rating, please. It's always hard to ask. Please give us that five stars because I know it doesn't sound like a lot, but it really does mean a lot to the podcast and the and the old uh, algorithmic scenarios. But Again, welcome back! Thank you so much for uh, for tuning back in. It's an interesting episode today. You know, I'll get into kind of a little bit more reasons why. You know, I've been thinking a lot about these years, but um, I wanted to do a podcast on um, this this t- a team that I played for years ago. Now, oh my gosh! Um, but, uh, a, a really interesting, really fun, just super special team, uh, that I got a chance to play on, uh, for two years actually, but, uh, at least one that was really special that I played a little bit more. But anyway, uh, let's get into it. So I want to talk about the 2008 Hamilton Hurricanes. Now... For those of you who don't know, the Hamilton Hurricanes are somewhat of a sports institution in, in Hamilton. Um, they were formed in 1963. So basically, you know, anyone who kind of like played played football maybe didn't necessarily go or eventually went to university or, you know, just played at the the kind of high, you know, junior football. It's in the CJFL, which is the Canadian Junior Football League. So it is technically one step below the CFL. Um, there's other, like, men's leagues and semi-pro leagues and things like that. But um, the CGFL has, you know, obviously teams across Canada. And the OFC is the Ontario Football Conference within that. And, uh, there's you know, there's a few teams around and... You know the Burlington Braves being one of them, which a Hamilton Hurricane sworn enemy. Um, and you know all up and down from London, London Beef Eaters. If uh, if you guys are are fans of the podcast, you know uh, I I I played for the London Beef Eaters for a year. Uh, and I did a I did a podcast about it. We actually won the OFC that year. Uh, and made it to the CGFL finals, but not the finals, I should say, but um, the. Uh, What do you call it? Semifinals But it was technically like a different bowl here Actually, you know what? It's feeling a little dark here Oh, for all my uh, For all my listeners here on YouTube or Watchers What do you call it? I know the, the It's Always Sunny podcast Calls, calls them creeps but uh, that's condescending, I find. But look at that lights! Wow, uh, um, I I forgot to turn the studio lights on, everyone. So hey, they're back on. But let's shine let's shine a light on this scenario a little bit more. Um, but again, the Hurricanes have been around forever. A lot of guys who played football in Hamilton played for them, um, my dad included, and a lot of his friends. Uh, and it's an interesting team and they, my dad always used to describe it as cops and robbers and I never really understood what he meant until I finally actually played for the team. And what he's trying to say is it's, it's an interesting mix of guys because you get, so it's 23 and under and, um, you get a lot of guys that either didn't go to university or didn't necessarily make their university team or, you know, maybe just graduated university or not graduated. I guess you could, if you were 23, but, or you're in college or something and you don't have football, but you still want to play or you played through like rep leagues and like, this is like kind of the next step. Um, and, you get so you get a lot of guys that are like kind of on the straight and narrow some of them maybe they're doing fucking police foundations in college but like literal police officers and then you get like robbers like some guys that are you know they're kind of rough and tumble and you know they're trying to get some anger issues out potentially on the field or you know they just love playing football or they're 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 in the same boat but they're working a day job and if they're and if they're older they've been working a day job. so it was a it was a you know you, you had some like pretty mature cats on the team. let's just put it that way but anyway um, a, a kind of brief history about about the the Hamilton hurricanes, at least a more modern one anyway is that uh, so obviously formed in 1963 they they did have a long long illustrious history I don't know how many like Canadian championships they won but I know my dad was at least involved in some form of mass scale winning or at least high level winning um but the team was going strong until one year which was 1994 uh they went on a trip I don't know if it was to Ottawa or or even or somewhere. was somewhere far enough away that they had to take a bus. And they're on the bus. Team bus. They get to the game. It's the last game of the season. They lose the game. Season's over. About to get on the bus. But the president is nowhere to be found. He's got the money. He's supposed to pay the bus driver. Hasn't paid the bus driver. Bus driver's going, I'm not driving anywhere until you guys pay me. So basically everyone had to pool their money still can't find the the president pulls everyone pulls their money gives it to the bus driver gets down they get home still no sign of this guy he's gone this president is 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 dipset and essentially the team goes well we're going to keep our fucking shit until you pay us back so now you don't have any equipment and now you're not you don't have a team because again with football it's pretty expensive like the overhead the initial overhead cost so football's football's in, interesting in a way um like unlike other sports i mean i guess other sports that require a, a lot of equipment are like hockey i'm not sure other like lacrosse i don't know what others but those sports you like buy your own equipment and you know you do your thing in football you basically rent it from the team the helmets the shoulder pads even like the pads on your legs and stuff the the jerseys obviously the the game pants all that stuff the only thing you're really responsible for is technically your cleats i mean you're paying into the the league and there's a there's team dues and stuff that helps offset all that stuff but again there's a lot of equipment involved and if you're if if all of that is gone it's hard to just start the team back up again president or not and essentially, without all that stuff, the team had to fold. So, in 1994, Hamilton Hurricanes were no more. 14 years go by, and in comes Mark Kraczynski Jr. Now, uh, in, in in 2008, uh, a group a, a group of gentlemen decided to get get the funds together and 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 get the organization ready uh to to have the Hamilton Hurricanes be a team once more. And they get together, they start having meetings, they're trying to put a team. And like essentially a lot of the guys so again it's been 14 years since the team existed. There was a relatively steady pipeline because the next closest CGFL team is the Burlington Braves, which aren't very far away, is that there basically was an established pipeline from the the Hamilton Rep football system, if you will, directly to the Burlington Braves organization. So it be it was really popular and it was really common for Hamilton guys to go play for for Burlington, even though that they were sworn sworn rivals back in the day when the hurricanes existed but obviously the hurricanes didn't even exist for 14 years so you know they didn't have they didn't even have a rival like that or rivalry I should say between them because Hamilton didn't exist but anyway now that they were back it was like almost like it just became like instantly rekindled obviously there's beef between Hamilton and Burlington that goes back way back and you know it's 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 there's an instant instant uh rivalry there which was which was really cool to be a part of because it was fucking it was like it was real like there was no joke we fucking hated those guys for sure um even though there were still some Hamilton guys on the team kind of residual dudes who had been playing with the team for a while um and we got a lot of guys again like I said from the Hamilton rep programs so like Iron Men is like is the I don't even know because I didn't play like the AAA version of football. Uh, that's that's kind of like the Ironmen in Hamilton. They had some really, really good players that played through there. It's kind of like your high school, you know, even like late grade school rep team. Um, and, again, they started kind of putting the team together and finding other kids. And they actually had to, not had to, but, you know, they kind of extended the recruitment down to Niagara Way some really good football players. there's the Niagara Spears organization out that way. some really good athletes that come that come out of Niagara region and yeah, they kind of seem to come from far and wide and and really the only reason that I kind of joined is my neighbor where I was you know I was living back so this is in 2008. so I'm in high school. I'm 17. I'm still living at home uh, and my neighbor, was like, hey, how about you come and play? And I'm like, I'm 17. I'm pretty sure... I think the rules had have changed recently. So when I was playing Beefs, it was 23 and under. But I think when I was playing Hurricanes, it was 22 and under. But even still, I was 17. So I was like, these guys are like five years older. And like, you know, the younger you are, the more significant those years are. Like when you're 17, five years makes a really big difference. If you're 22 and I'm 17, like, you know, and obviously... You know, I was but size I am now. I was basically six seven. Probably back then 300, 295, maybe. I don't even know. Maybe I was even heavier. But I my neighbor convinced me to come out and play. I, you know, came out, did the and and I'd been playing I'd been playing high school football. At this point, up you know, I played two years of junior high school football uh, was, uh, and a year of senior. Actually, what am I talking about? I'd already played. I'd played three years of of like high school football at this point. I played senior. It was a fucking hell of a hell of a year. Uh, my coach is really hard on me, honestly. Like, I think the problem is is because of my size, a lot of people kind of assume that I'm going to be really talented. Or, or sorry, they assumed. Because, you know, don't get me wrong, I I, you know, I, I learned I learned a few things. I'm not, ter- I'm not great, but I'm not terrible. And it's probably still disappointing to some people, uh, like on my men's league teams and stuff. But, like, again, I think people just see the size and they just kind of assume that I'm going to be, like, very effective or, like, very talented or good or whatever... At, at, at whatever sport, or even whatever fucking task I have to do sometimes, but at the time, I really didn't know how to play football, like, I, I kind of just, like, made my way through junior, and then senior was a, such a slug, because I fucking didn't know what to do, and, like, any coach should really, really realize, like, yo, this kid doesn't know what he's doing, like, we need to help him, we need to do, we need to go out of our way, make special time, to help this kid and like obviously that's asking a lot of of everyone at the time my high school by the time I got to senior had been two years but it was two years into there was like a major split they they built another high school near mine uh in Hamilton here and it really split the population in half and and one of the one of the uh coaches of the football team kind of got went to another school or I don't even know if he went to BT to be honest, but again, uh, kind of split the team. So the head coach of the football team at the time was kind of reeling. I feel like he didn't really know what was going on or, or he wasn't necessarily capable of, of running the whole team. Didn't really have a excellent, um, uh, assistant coaches had some really good ones, but some not so good. And I just felt like I, even back then I realized I had some potential that was kind of being, you know, not squandered, but it just wasn't being, wasn't being utilized. And ah, anyway, it was really tough. It was, it was, you know, getting yelled at, doing this and that, trying to fight for some type of semblance of at least feeling like I belonged because I still, because I didn't know enough about the game. I just felt like I was like, I don't even know what's happening. I'm just kind of like you know, going through the motions per se, but just like out here reacting, kind of knowing the plays defensively. I was a fucking goon because I didn't know what the hell was going on. And anyway, when I, when my neighbor ends up asking me in, in this is in grade So I'm 17. I'm in grade 12 now. Uh, or actually it's the summer between grade 11 and 12 and I'm like you know what <clears throat> this would be fun I'm gonna I'll, I'll play a couple games because the season started before high school I'm like all right I'll play a couple games before the high school season starts and I have to go back and play for my high school team like I'm 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 still playing like I'm on the team and they're like yeah no worries for sure do your thing and like honestly at the end of the day i i know that they were just like desperate for players because especially when you're like coming up up with a team the good players are already taken like I, like i said they're already playing for for burlington and um uh, it was just it was not i wouldn't say tough but again just just a, it's hard to recruit when you have no like immediate history or you don't have years of working on recruiting or this and that and this I digress <clears throat> so my coach asked me to play my first game um is Saint Leonard which is just is a suburb of Montreal we're playing at this place called Stade bear it's their um it's their stadiumstad Haybert Haybert um and uh it was old school stadium like with the field was legit astroturf like which is like basically the green side of your sponge like it's like a brillo pad and i learned the hard way that if you if you fall on it in a certain way it like scrapes you bad scrapes you bad and we had like these white jerseys and i fell forward at one point in the game and scraped all up on my forearms, and then like the front of my white pants were just fucking covered in blood. But hey, what can you do? Um, the first game, the defensive end from from Saint Leonard, the Cougars, uh, was a sim you know similar to my posi- to, to my position where he's playing a couple games before the season starts. But he was playing for the University of York, University of York. York University. Alright. I know you're thinking anyone who knows what's going on, yeah, it's just York. But fuck, man. I'm seventeen. This kid's like at least 19 or 20. He's been playing in this in in the CIS at that point. Which became U Sport. And I'm going, fuck, I gotta go up against this guy. And it was alright, you know, I, I could have been playing better, don't get me wrong, and he ended up actually getting injured in the game, I didn't have to block him the whole time, thank God. But I held my own, it was good, and it was it was like, fucking intense, because obviously I'd played football before, so I, I, I thought I kind of knew what was going on, but like, just bigger, stronger, faster guys, everybody getting after it, getting nasty, it was great. And the fans in at Saint at Saint Leonard would fucking heckle you from the from the stands and everything, like it was quite the experience. Let's just put it that way. Um, I remember, I remember even back when when we were doing uh, training camp. So I so. This is obviously before the first game after my neighbor Scotty asked me to come out and play. The training camp was at uh, at the new at McMaster's new stadium. I don't even know if Mac had had played on their on that field yet. Um but Ron Joyce Stadium there was just being just being finished built and we were on it like after the Ticats Cats used it. And I had a fucking pretty good first day camp. Honestly, I was pancaking kids. I was getting down. I was getting after it. I felt like I had something to prove a little bit. I also felt like I was in just a better environment. It felt like it was more supportive. And one of my teammates, I think he made the team. can't remember exactly who it was. But one of my teammates, my, you know, I was playing left tackle. No, I was playing right tackle for this incident, I believe. Right tackle, the right guard um, stepped right on my fucking toe. My left toe so bad, man. His cleat went directly in the middle of my toe. And I just felt my toenail just lift up, came completely off the bed. It just felt so bad and probably certain that I also broke my toe at the same time. And I was just hobbled. I I couldn't, couldn't bear, I could barely walk. Like, honestly, I'm sure I broke, like, as much as the toenail hurt, like, I I had to have broken my toe because I literally couldn't do shit, couldn't even touch it. And I was hobbling around, having to go to fucking, um urgent care and stuff and oh man whew, hobbling all around there and um it was awesome though like once once i got that all healed up and playing on the team and you know we had tr- this is like compared to high school at the time you know we had trainers and our home field was iverwind stadium where where the TyCats played Uh, We had, like, a pretty cool kind of close affiliation with the Cats, which was always fun, especially for for myself growing up in Hamilton. And, you know, when we'd come into the stadium at Iverwind, they'd be playing Rocky Like a Hurricane. Like, it was just just such an experience. Um, And, you know, talk about, like, road trips and just coming back. Um, one of the road trips that we did take to to St Leonard because we went there twice uh, in the same year. We come back. We, we we're on our way back from the game. We stop over at an IGA like a grocery store. everyone gets so there's let's say there's 50 people 50 guys on the bus and, and coaches. Let's say let's say there's that many. They got 25 pizzas. And 25 cases of beer. So basically, and you know, for the 8-hour eight, eight ride or whatever it was back, everyone had pizza and beer to drink. And my oh my, did that, uh, did that get pretty, pretty greasy. But I had awesome, awesome teammates. I love all of you. You know, you guys know who you are. Um, you know, a lot of my boys out there, obviously... If if you if I don't mention you now, it's not that I forgot. It's just I'm kind of just mentioning a few here and there just for the podcast sake. Obviously, my boys up front, my crew, and the man we protected, quarterback Brian Eklund. Um, our, our offensive line consisted of right tackle Darren Arnold, right guard Chase Fowler-Taylor, center John Tenbranke, left guard Andrew Lobsinger, and left tackle myself um all absolutely phenomenal guys we had some uh, excellent team t- other teammates too Aram Ishow Mike DeCroce. our defense was fucking solid man you know Greg Chase on my boy and you know i being 17 and all these guys being older 21 22 you know obviously looked up to them and you know, there's a there's a couple guys on the team that were that they were really really good friends and I don't know what it was. I never really asked them, obviously, but they just kind of took me under their wing a little bit, and that was that was Greg Chase on and Chase Fowler Taylor. And man, did we fucking have fun! Like they were both from the East End. Pretty close to my house. Chase was living up on the mountain, but uh, Greg was Greg was pretty close to to where I grew up, and they both went to Cathedral in the French immersion uh, part high school here in Hamilton, and um, they were just really tight guys, man. And going to visit them, hanging out with their buddies, it was it was fun, and you know they got after it, and they liked to party, and they liked to have fun, and. You know, being seventeen, you you you're going in, and you know you you feel so grown up. You feel like you're partying, like we were going out to bars and stuff. And obviously, no one was really questioning necessarily my age, but based on my size. But at the same time, obviously, I was underage getting in there. You know, having having tons of fun, and you know, Chase. The reason why. I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast the reason why I was really thinking about this team. Um, and, and it really pains me and saddens me to say this. But the reason why I was thinking about it is because my buddy Chase uh, sadly passed away uh, recently. Um, I was at his wake or his funeral, I should say, his funeral service. Chase was a good man. Um. Struggled with some demons, but, um, the time I got, a time I did get to spend with him, I'm grateful for, and I'm, and I'm more than grateful than anything to, to have been his teammate, because he was one of the best teammates ever that anyone could ever ask for. He, you know, you felt like he would, he, he would put his life on the line to win, um, in the sweetest way possible. You know, he like would just could light up the room was a great locker room guy was a talented player himself. He was very, very intelligent, like had a really high, high football IQ. Uh, He had, he had played, he was on the roster for McMaster. He knew his shit, man. And uh, there was, you know, one of our plays was called sticks. It was like a, it was a long passing play. And there's one thing that's funny. The way we ran our offense, our head coach was a quarterback as well, but our offense was a really high paced, high hitting offense. We probably passed the ball 75 to 80 times, uh, compared to, uh, sorry, 80%. Um, of our offense was, was mostly passing plays. It wasn't, it wasn't a lot of running and maybe it was just a sign of our offensive line, but, and they were like quick hitting passing plays. You could, you'd have to just like bump titties with the other with the, your defensive end and you could get the pass off. They were just quick hitter, two second drop back, boom, hits, boom, hits. So it was pretty fun to, to be, to play on that offensive line. And this, um, This play we had called sticks chase would just go he would just get so excited about it sticks sticks just screaming oh man he would do it like off the field whenever and everyone just kind of seemed to like catch on to it and we all loved it one time we were playing a game and before the game chase goes guys i had a dream last night and i had a dream that i had a chisel in my sock and i stabbed the guy and I hid the chisel and everyone was kind of trying to find... But this is what he wanted to do. This is how bad he wanted to win. That he was willing to stab people with chisels in his dreams anyway. And again, great guy. Um, he'll be missed. I wish we got to spend more time together. Um, speaking of other, other characters on that team... It wasn't only just the 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 players uh, our, one of our, co- our a lot of our coaches were wild too, but one of um, our our offensive line coach Dale Sanderson, who played for the Ticats for sixteen years, uh, was a Tennessee volunteer, and was just an all around wild man. Um, great, great coach, really knowledgeable. Really brought, really brought a lot of knowledge to the team, but he was he was great to have as a coach. Uh, he was telling us, so one of the one of the times, we were on the on the bus and everyone's like chewing tobacco, and he comes back and he's hanging out and everyone's going, hey coach, like come back have a chew with us because he always had a maybe it was a habit he picked up in Tennessee, but he always had this chew tobacco in his lip. Go, hey, coach, like have some chew with us. Blah blah blah. He takes some, takes out the thing, packs in his lip. He goes, ah, oh, what is this? Citrus skull, which is like a flavored tobacco. And he goes, Oh, this is candy. Swallows the whole thing, which is disgusting. A and B, I don't know how he didn't just start puking everywhere because a little one little leaf trickles down. You're yakking for an hour and a half. Swallows it, takes out his own dip, throws it right in. The guy was a maniac. But one of my favorite stories I've ever heard is one of the stories he told. And he was, when he was at Tennessee, he played with Reggie White, who was a famous uh, defensive lineman in the NFL. He played for, um, he played for Green Bay for years, just a machine, but beautiful guy. He was kind of like a a preacher man. He was like he um, loved the Bible, loved God, was just like you know good all around Christian man. And there was one night that, you know, when Dale and him were playing together in Tennessee, was they were away at a game, and everyone's sleeping in the hotel. All of a sudden, Reggie wakes up Dale in the middle of the night. He comes into his room, and he goes, Dale, wake up. I have something to sell you. And Dale's going, man, we got a game tomorrow, bro. Like, what is it, Reggie? And he's like, I got to talk to you. And you kind of don't really say no to Reggie. So Reggie comes in. And he goes, Dale, Lord, the Lord came to me like in a dream like tonight. And he said, I have to preach his name to men of all nations. And you're the only Canadian on the team. So I thought I'd start with you. So it was amazing. Again, this is what you're surrounded with. And like, you know, I was having all this fun and we did pretty well as a team, honestly, like for a team coming back um, from a 14 year hiatus we lost our first four games but then we won our next four games and we actually made it to the playoffs and it was such a close game we almost made it we almost won at the end just too many turnovers and you know I played for the team in 2008 I'm focusing on 2008 it was tons of fun I did play for another year and it was it was very sour it didn't turn out as well as I thought um I was dealing with a lot of things um and I think it was translating and I was probably not playing very well I was already ready to go to Western at the time I'd committed so maybe I was tentative but it just left a really poor taste in my mouth as much as I love the team and then I got to play beefs and, and we got to beat them and it was a it was a true victory but I'll always be a hurricane I love playing for the team it was a pleasure in my life to play with all those guys. I'll never forget any one of you. If, if any one of you are listening, please reach out. Let's hang out. Let's go have a beer. Let's go to Hooters. That was where our fifth quarter was, everybody. We were sponsored by Hooters, okay? It's not just macho greasiness, but yes, it is. Anyway, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Wherever you are, please give us a thumbs up. Rate the podcast, let let someone know, share it with, with your friends and family. If you ever wanted to reach out, at the Big Mark Pod, at the Big Mark Podcast. If you ever wanted to donate to the podcast, check out our Patreon, patreon.com, so the Big Mark Pod. And please, hit that bell, like the channel, subscribe to our channel. If you're watching on YouTube, wherever you're watching, follow the podcast. Thank you so much for watching. I love you all. We'll see you soon. Go Canes, peace.